Um, welcome to Created by... Oh, Created. <laughs> I don't even know the name of my own podcast. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Curated by Culture. I'm your curator, Cassandra, as usual. No guests. Um, I'm, I'm saving the guests uh, <laughs> for a special day. I don't know what I'm saving the guests for. I'm just recording. I record whenever inspiration hits me, whenever I have a chance, or if I had a really good conversation with somebody, I might jump on here and record. So it's never going to be well thought out. This is really going to be like you getting on the phone with me. So brace yourselves. Anyway, today I want to talk about love. Um, Love is one of the things I feel like is such a great mystery. Um, And when people say like, no, that's not true. The word love alone doesn't really have one universal definition, right? So if you look up the word love in a dictionary, and I just pulled one up, um, it first of all, it tells you it's a noun or a verb. It could be a noun or it could be a verb. So there straight off the, straight out the, straight out the gate, <laughs> there is no definition of the word love. No one knows what love means for, and therefore it just, you know, it's, it's, it can be, it can be a powerful word, or it could have absolutely no meaning whatsoever, right? So let's go to the let's go to the to the dictionary. As a noun, the first um, explanation for the word love is an intense feeling of deep affection. And then under it, it goes: babies fill parents with feelings of love. Okay, vague. Two, a great interest and pleasure in something. His love for football. Again. No meaning whatsoever. Now, as a verb, um, one is feel deep affection for someone. He loved his sister deeply. Or two, like or enjoy very much. I just love dancing. See, so we're basing something that is so important. Love is is a part of connection, right? So, you know, likely if you've heard me talking about anything, it's always about love, connection, intimacy, all the things that are important to humans. Excuse me. So... If we don't even have a shared definition, how do we how do we move forward in love? How do we love other people if we don't even know what the word love means or what it means to us? So I did some digging. I'm here for you. Um, Eric Fromm writes, he defines love as the will to extend one's self for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. That I love. I love that. That that. That is a way to think. That's the way I think about love. The will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. Like how important is your spiritual growth, right? So and then he's, he explains further that love is as love does. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. And he implies that we have a choice. We do not have to love. We choose to love. Since the choice must be made to nurture growth, this definition counters a more widely accepted assumption that we love instinctually. So in this dictionary definition of love where it's like, oh, the baby loved its parents or whatever it said, because now I can't find it, of course, because I'm trying to use it. Oh, babies fill parents with feelings of love. Yeah, I get that. I get I get that connection because I always talk about certain connections that you must have um, as a child and as an adult, sometimes, um, 
I know adult. I, I know a, a woman who had a baby just because she didn't want to feel lonely. So I get that need of connection. But I think um, for kids, being able to connect with their parents is so key. I think um, ah, I'm going to get into that more later. Let's let's stick on love. I'm not going to get in. So um, Bell Hooks, who I absolutely adore, writes in their book all about love that to truly love we must learn to mix various ingredients care affection recognition respect which is super important commitment and trust as well as honest and open communication now that is a great way to gauge love if you don't have all these things if you don't care about the person if you're not affectionate um towards the person, if you don't recognize them. And when I say recognize, like recognize them in every way, however they are, however they show up, whoever they are. Um, and respect, respect being the most important. I think that's one we get lost on a lot. Um, respect is, is something that should be done in front of or behind the person, right? That you claim to love. So we're going to use relational, like relationships, love, um, having respect for your spouse, your significant other, whatever, you know, we get hung up on, well, what what do you consider cheating? Cut it out. (laughs) Like anything that you know that you are doing and you know what you're doing. So let's not, we don't need a definition of the word cheating. Cheating is cheating. We don't need definitions. Anything that you don't want your significant other, your spouse, your whomever to see is, should be considered cheating. If you don't want them to see it, if you don't want them to know about it, that's that is a form of cheating and that and there alone you lack respect for them you are not treating them with respect if you are doing anything outside of their presence that you wouldn't do inside of their presence right um commitment commitment is an easy word i think because it's like okay i'm committed so if i'm married i'm committed to the marriage i'm committed to growth i'm committed commitment is is i think an easier word in general, but when you add it to the, to, to the pot of what we need to love, it makes perfect sense. Um, trust being, eh, to quote DJ Khaled, a major key. Like, if there's no trust, there is no love. I hate to, 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 to tell you that, but the second a person's trust is broken in, in a love type of situation in a loving marriage, in a loving relationship, the second, the second your trust is broken, it is likely that the, whatever the connection is, is also broken. And you're not going to tell me otherwise. Sure. We can pray. Sure. We can forgive. Sure. We can forget. Sure. We can move past it. But one, and this is, maybe this is just me, but who knows? I I, I would hope not. One, (laughs) that trust to regain that trust, the earning part of that is going to be so hard. Like, I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> For me, I'm, I'm, listen, I said before, I would never accept a man if he cheated on me. And um, I think my, in my life I've learned, like, okay, maybe that's not necessarily true. Okay, fine. But I think at this point, at 44, I think that Trust being the biggest component for me, because if I can't trust you, I can't be with you. Trust being the biggest component for me, um, and I've said this recently to somebody I was I was explaining, like, you know, if I was to get into a situation or a relationship where I was with somebody and they did cheat on me, I guess 
the coming back would have to be. How did I find out? Right? Because we often look at women, especially celebrities, we look at them and they're like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not using the Kardashian. We look at various women who get cheated on and we're like, I would never be that dumb. But okay, women tend to love a lot harder than men. They do tend. There are some men, don't misunderstand me. There are some men that love pretty hard and can go, you know, pretty hard when it comes to that. But women um, tend to love a little harder. So because of that, that nurturing side, that loving side, that, you know, that side, we tend to maybe forgive more. But I think for me, if that was to happen to me at this point in my life, there'd have to be two major factors. One, how did I find out that you cheated on me? <laughs> That's one. If you came and told me immediately after, I would then kind of feel like there was a lot of remorse. And it happened, and you're human, and I understand that. I would have to figure out if I could forgive it at that point. I'm not saying yes, I'm not saying no. I'm not there, thank God. But that's what I'm saying. But if I have to find out through somebody else, if I have to go through the whole process, like my intuition's kicking in and this is happening, no. Then, you know, at that point, you've lost my trust, you've lost my love. And that's, you know, that's a tough part, but that's the that's the truth of, of me in, in trust and love. I'm just speaking for myself. I, I think there are a lot more people like me than not, but whatever. Um, uh, on top of that, we out of trust is also as well as honest and open communication. And that is the one big component of love communication, not love languages, not, Oh, you need to learn my love language and you need to know, like, that's not my love language. Or if, you know, if somebody's telling you that they have a quote unquote love language, they're just trying to tell you some of the things that they like. And that's fair. But we shouldn't base any full relationship on just, oh, can you can you meet my love languages? Or can you, you know, are you doing all my love languages and stuff like that? I'm, if I'm being real honest, all of the love languages are mine. I don't have just one. I like all of them. I like touch. I like all these things. Give me some gifts. Give me some time. Give it all to me. If you love me, give it all to me. I don't want to, I don't want to go by one or two. I don't want to have to choose out of five. There's got to be way more love languages than five. Let's be for real. Um... But I think when we talk about love, going back to that, because that's what I was talking about, right? When I, we talk about love, I think the biggest place we as humans get caught up is the definition of the word love. Is it a verb? Is it a noun? Is it an action? Is it a feeling? Like, what is it? You know what you feel like when you, when you think you love somebody. I think if you asked me 10 years ago if I knew what being in love was, I would have said yes. But if you asked me that today, I think I just discovered what being in love is actually like probably in the last year or two, right? Like really, truly being in love. Not that love when we're younger. You know, we our first, our first encounter with love is through our parents, which is tough for some because some... You know, that's unfortunately, some people didn't have parents to love them and things like that. But um, that's our first encounter with love. So if you if you take that and you add that to, and I'm again, anytime I say black people, I'm not being, I'm not speaking of us as if they were monolithic. But I'm black, so I can only share my experience. But if you think about you you think about our first encounter with love a lot of for a lot of us it's with through our parents and 
I, I hate this. I'm making a mess over here. Um, I hate to tell you that a lot of our parents struggled with that, like didn't have love or didn't know love or, you know, their understanding of what love was that came from their parents was tough. It was like tough love, you know, like you think about nowadays, how taboo getting, giving beatings. We, my sisters and I got beatings. Okay. Well, not my baby sister, but the other, the three, the other three of us, we got beatings. Like it was, we got beat. But now if you look at it now, like I, I said that to somebody recently, I think like I was explaining when our children, when our parents were beating us, they were like kind of acting out of what they encountered this is going to take a hard left because <laughs> it goes into slavery, right? Like when the enslaved acted up, they were beaten and, you know, so on and so forth. And now you think about growing up at that time, because that's literally how trauma, that trauma was handed down, right? So you think about growing up at that time and what they had to endure. And, you know, you have a child who's just trying to be loved running around or carrying on or whatever and you're frustrated because this is your life. And so you're beating them. That is where beatings came from. It became something. We felt like it was working. I don't think so. I think we think when we beat our kids, we love them. I never beat my child. Um, she's 21. She can attest to this. Um, I might have, like, yoked her up once or twice. But that's it. Uh, I would, Yeah, that's it. But when you think about that, you think about that's our first encounter in love. So to, to go back to that, to the topic, that's our first encounter with love, our parents. And a lot of our parents were operating out of lack in some way. Not everybody, not all the parents, just a lot. And then it got handed down and it moved on. So like, you know, I think nowadays, in my personal opinion, it is super taboo to beat your children. I just it can't possibly solve anything. And I don't even think it makes you feel better. Because I remember the few times I got beat, like, afterwards, if it was my mom, she always, like, wanted to, like, lay in the bed and ask me if I was okay. And I'm like, you just hit me. <laughs> you mean, oh, my gosh, I hope my mother doesn't hear this because she'll be mortified. Ugh, don't play this for her, girls. Anyway, going back to love. But, yeah, so, you know, we don't even have a shared definition of the word love. It's it's something that is written about extensively. Um, psychiatrists write about love. The Bible is filled with you know love and all this other stuff. But true love, I don't think people really have a true understanding or real clear definition or grasp on what true love means. Like I said, we use it in such a way that it's like. It's so sloppy sometimes. Like, I'm always hearing people say, oh, okay, well, girl, I love you. I'm like, do you? <laughs> like, do you know me? Like, we use the word love loosely. I love everyone, okay? I am a Christian. I am, I love everyone, yes. That's the surface. Love everyone. I, I can feel for people very deeply and all that stuff. But when it comes to using the word, be mindful. I, I think in relationships, I think it's the, the, the hardest place. A lot of people, and when I say a lot of people, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna give this one to the guys. I'm not giving this to the women as much. Women don't tend to tell men they love them unless they actually do love them. But I think sometimes men love things about women. They don't love the woman. You know, it's like 
if you're a guy and, you know, whatever she gives you is so great. You love that thing about her. So you think you love her, but you're not adding in all the other parts, the various ingredients that true love requires, right? Care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, trust, um, honest and open communication are all parts of true love. And um, again, I'm saying um, this is for you guys. Like y'all use the word love so loosely sometimes. And I get it. If you're getting something and they're filling, filling you up in a certain way, you might confuse it as love. But in reality, it's a deep like for something that you do for me. Or I love that you do that for me. Not that I love you <laughs> so much, but I love that you make me feel this way. I love how you do this or I love whatever it is. Don't don't get fresh though, please. So you know, as we as we're as we're growing, you know, especially when we're younger, um unfortunately, you know, and this is something I talk about a lot with a lot of people about how much childhood trauma affects us um and what it does to us we can add the word love in there. Like, okay, I'm not ever going to tell anybody that their parents didn't love them because I'm pretty sure all of our parents loved us as best as they could. But if you go into therapy and you start digging into what's actually wrong with you, nine times out of 10, it's something that came from your childhood, right? And again, it is not your parents' fault. <laughs> it is not anybody's fault. It's just a lack of um, understanding what love truly is and what it means to truly love somebody and how much effort goes into loving people. It, yeah, you know, when they say, oh, marriage is hard or relationships are tough or whatever, there's yes and no. You know, if you truly are committed to a person, then you're committed to their spiritual growth. You're going to be there with them through all of that, right? I, I think I read a quote about loving people. Loving someone means watching them die a thousand deaths and watching and being there for their rebirth or something like that. And I thought it was so good because that's true. You know, we're growing. Um, and, and if you love somebody, you should want to watch them grow. You should want to see them grow. You should want to nurture that growth, especially spiritual growth. Um, I'll always talk about emotional, um, intelligence and relational, like just intelligence on this podcast. I'll always talk about how it's important that, that we heal in order to, to grow and to reveal things about ourselves sometimes. Like as you're healing, you'll re it'll reveal things and you're like, okay, wait a minute. And you might start to view love differently after healing. I could say I've completely changed my outlook on what real love is, true love is, and love in all formats, like love for my daughter, love for my sisters, love for my mom, love for my friends who, you know, I'm, again, very tight-knit circle over here, but the, the way I express love to them and the way I show them how I love them are so different once I've healed because I understand the importance of that connection, the, the importance of that feeling, the feeling... You want to you want to feel loved, but how? How do we feel love? Is it by something that I've done? Is it by something that I've said? 
is it in a way that I've helped you? Like, there's a million and one ways to feel love. But um, I think the topic of love is one that's going to come up often for me. But I wanted to start with this one because, again, love is, we don't know if it's a verb, if it's a noun. How do you view love? What are your thoughts on love? Is it a verb? Is it a noun? We don't know. We're sloppy with it. We are very sloppy with it. We don't know. We're just using a word that we think we understand the feeling of. And that's another whole other episode, feelings. But we think we know what the feeling of. Sometimes we don't actually love people. I hate to keep saying it because I sound like a broken record. We just love certain things about them. We love their personality. We love how they act. We love, like the, we love how they look. We love what they do for us. That's the biggest, 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 biggest one is loving what a person does for you or how they make you feel. It's not necessarily tied to them loving you or you loving them. It's more so just uh, you feel, you're feeling a need for a person. And that's not to say you're being used because if you love the person enough and you just want to do all those things, and hey, by, me, by all means do it. But if I'm pouring in my love into you, I need love poured back into me. And if it's that true love, I want it back from you. Like Maybe I'm selfish, but how am I pouring in all this true love and you know watching you grow spiritually and making sure you grow and all these other things and all I'm getting from you is whatever you have to offer. I'm not going there. So, <laughs> so those are my thoughts on love. I highly, 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 highly recommend All About Love, um, a book by Bell Hooks. It is well-written. Well, it explains love, I think, in a way that's really good. Um, I share it with a lot of people. I actually reference it a lot in my personal life. I go back to it. I've made notes all over it. And um, I would recommend it. When you stop and think about, like, what love meant to you at, I'm going to use an early age, 19, right? And then you became 30. And what love meant to you then? And then... And I say 19, 19, 20. And then you hit your 30s and, and love had a different meaning. And then you hit your 40s and maybe love has a different, had, a, had or has a different meaning. And so on and so forth. Um, I can say at my mom's age now, love for her is being surrounded by her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. That's, that is the truest definition of love. Doesn't have to have those other components in it because mom is not looking for that true love anymore, you know? Um, so yeah, it's going to have different meanings throughout your life, but the, I think one of the most important ones is yes, our children. I think now that we know, now that we know better, we should do better in terms of our children, because we now know better. We should definitely do better. Making sure that our children feel all the components of love should be a priority for us as parents, for those of us who are parents. If you're not a parent, but you're just, you know, always dealing with people, you're already always around people, okay, different story. But if you're a parent, I think those ingredients, care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, and trust, as well as honest, open communication, is so key to raising whole, healthy children. And I say this to people all the time, because we were operating out of a lack of 
um, of understanding our traumas, understanding that we needed therapy and things like that. You know, it's taken a while for a lot of people to get to the point of seeing therapy or seeking healing. But now that we know better, we should do better, right? We know what it truly means to love. We understand what level of connection is required with love, especially with our kids, then we should do it. We should aim to do that for our children so that they can just kind of grow up and maybe not need therapy, right? Imagine a world where people didn't need therapy. Mm, That's interesting. That's a thought. But yeah, so you think about, let me go back because here I am rambling again. But if you think about um, love at different ages, you know, the meaning gets the the meaning gets more important or more deep should i say as we get older you know like now at 44 the way i view love is so much different much more different even from how i viewed it 4 years ago i'm not even kidding you when i say that like at 40 i was very different in in love whereas now i see i see myself fully i understand myself fully i'm so in love with this version of me that love is those things in love and the components of love are, is so key for me and it's so important um, for me in my relationship. But, you know, also the rest of my life, you know, my mom's story is different. She, she, she wants, having her kids and grandkids, that'll mean everything to her. I've always said, I want a witness to my life. But the funny thing is, now that I say that at 44, like, I want a witness to my life. I want a witness to the life that I'm creating now. Less of the life that I've had. Because the life that I'm kind of creating now is my legacy. It's my purpose. It's what I want to be. It's how I want people to remember me. And I want a witness to that. I want somebody to, to, to witness that. And all the other great things that, I, and I'm, that I'm doing and going to do. And, and then the obvious things, too. The traveling part. The things that I love. The things that I'm passionate about. Buying art and, and, and helping people heal. Like, this me wants that person, that love. It's a little different, you know. Like, years ago, it might have been just yo, just match my fly or just this or just that. Yeah, those components are important. I don't, I, you know, I, I want us to look good together, but is it that important? I, I don't know. I think more so who we are as people. What are your values? Do they line up with mine? Who are you as a person? You know, so that's it. That's all. Um, This is always fun for me to talk to nobody, but just talk because, <laughs> because, I inspiration hit me. I don't know. Anyway, um, if you're listening, I'm on Instagram at cxc underscore the podcast. I think. Don't quote me on it, but you'll know it's me because you'll see my green cash with the biggie picture and my you know, my art maker shirt. That's how you know it's me. Um, but, uh, so it's CXC, I think, I think it's CXC, the podcast, but on different platforms, it might be curated by culture, not the curated X, even though I use the X because it was just easier with my, it kind of tied into my business page too. But, um, find me, like, subscribe, listen, share with other people if it's good. And if it's not good, don't share it, but don't also don't harass me. Um, and that's it. Thank you for listening. I'm done.